0: Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Barbell. This time, me and my newest co host, Michael, are discussing a hot, hot topic, which is confidence. So, you're going to hear our views on how we perceive confidence and what we've experienced with ourselves and with clients as well in different realms of life at the gym, at work, and life in general. It was a very nice conversation, it was really eye-opening to see that other people struggle or may struggle with confidence or the lack of in different situations in their lives but that is not what defines you. One of the biggest takeaways here was that confidence comes from within and there is ways to improve it, ways to work on it. And that doesn't mean just the usual affirmations in front of the mirror, but actual things to implement to your life and ways to work on yourself besides what everyone else's opinion is or what the noise is around you. So I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with friends, family, family, friends, everyone. And yeah, hope you enjoyed this one. Have a good one. See you next week. Okay, here we are. Take two. How are you doing?
1: Hey, take two. Welcome to another podcast. I feel good. How are you?
0: Yes. Um, great. I feel really good. Thank you. This week I thought about talking about confidence because it's a topic that we all experience and it we all can relate to. What do you think about it?
1: You know. I've really switched my mindset around people, mm. and and since doing this for a long time, in like even like through my own journey and my own confidence, but then also meeting a bunch of different people, um, I think the majority of people that are people that don't really have much, like they're not like they're not on either extreme of of like human beings. They're just kind of like this privileged people mm-hmm. that like complain about everything. I think most people are just little bitches and <laughs> they lack the that oomph to go and get whatever they want. So yep. they use lack of confidence as an excuse as to why they are complacent, why they're lazy, why they don't want to you know, do the work.
0: Yeah. I think confidence, like anything, takes practice. Yeah. And, you know, as children, for example, I guess children are so confident from the time they're born because... They know that or they just think that they can do anything. And then through our lives, we kind of come across experiences that make us doubt ourselves and think, oh, wait, so I can't do this. Or, you know, someone tells you that you can't do that and you just take it for a belief. Uh, You know, for example, like a child that goes to a new school or something and experiences rejection for the first time with a new social group or, you know, a group of friends, or even as a teenager, when you go and approach the first girl or the first boy and they reject you, that's the first experience of you having your confidence threatened. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: coming out of that, how do we relearn that we actually Can do something, you know? And I think this all comes from practice. Like, for example, practicing a skill, like learning new skills, uh, going after the knowledge, and at the gym, getting better at something. That's the only way that you will gain your confidence. So, if you're tuning into this podcast and expecting a little bit of like motivation talk and a little bit of like, you can do it. Come on, believe in yourself. I think, uh, we're we're gonna go steered all the way, but stick with us because you will get some good good things out of this. I hope,
1: and maybe at the very least, you'll you'll understand that we're human, just like you are, and we experience the same shit as everybody else does. Exactly, it's just, we I just think have this more- is so
0: important because sometimes yeah. you just sit at home and think, is this only really happening to me, or is anyone? Else out there experiencing this, and we're gonna raise our hands and say, Yep, we've all been there,
1: especially when social media just shows you the highlight reels of people's lives. Like you don't see the like the negative side effects of people's lives. So and um,
0: everybody seems so confident in social media as well. You know, everybody's putting themselves out there, and this I think is what keeps other people from being out there or from putting themselves out there, thinking that they're not there yet. When there's actually not a point, there's not like once you reach this point, you gain respect or once you reach this point, you're allowed to do certain things because that's not a thing. And also, I'd like to start there saying as well, the difference between confidence and arrogance, because there is a huge difference there. For me, confidence is knowing that you can do better and you're trying to do better and building that confidence and arrogance is thinking that you are better than other people when I don't think confidence is about anyone else but you and arrogance is about thinking that you're better than everyone else
1: yeah I think I think the way I like to also put it is confidence is just a security within yourself that you know what to do Mm. and arrogance is more so of like your insecurities coming out and trying to Externalize to people what you think you know, and just like you know, what I mean, like when people like boast and brag about stuff, that's exactly. your insecurities coming out.
0: Yeah, to that that uh, sense of security. I'm really glad that you brought that up because the only way that you're gonna gain that security is by putting yourself out there and trying to actually learn that skill. Mm-hmm. Or go for it. For example, for me, like I'm learning how to drive now. Oh,
1: cool. Because
0: (laughs) you lost your bike. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I I just, when I came here, because in Brazil, you can't drive until you're 18. And when Mm -hmm. I came here, I was 16. And obviously, it costs a lot to like pay for driving lessons and things like that. So, and it was always something that I didn't need to drive. So I kept putting it off. At least that's what I say to myself. I know that I was scared in in a way or another as well, because you know, like we were saying, you are more confident when you're younger because you don't know the risks that are out there. Suddenly you're so aware of all the shit that can happen in the road. And then you've got all these barriers that you create with yourself. Right. So I'm learning now and it's a big challenge for me. I obviously don't feel confident behind the steering wheel. I don't feel confidence in, confident in a car, driving a car. But I know that that confidence is only going to come when I, the more I do it, you know, the more that I put out to these situations, the more that I expose myself to being in a car and driving and doing these things that scare me. You can only build that confidence once you actually know how to do it. So, What
1: part of uh, UK do you live in?
0: Uh, near London,
1: Okay, hey, if you're near the London area, stay off the roads between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Honestly. Manuela's around. You, you're you going to see this girl drive. So now, you know, you know what's funny? So I have cousins. So, so my cousin's in Italy. I'm not sure how it is in the UK, but...
0: Uh, oh, Italy's terrible. But,
1: but driving but driving lessons or, or driving in itself in Italy, and I'm sure also across Europe, yeah. it's taking a lot more seriously than it is here in North America. So here in North America, oh, yeah. our, our permit is like i think you some like i think some uh uh i think you can get it at like 15 years old you know i think here in ontario where i'm from it's like 16 years old to get your learner's permit but in italy That's you so young be, isn't it it is right like you imagine like no 15 years old uh whereas in italy you have to be 18 years old and yeah. it's a and it's a like a one year process to get your learners. and you have to like because it it's a different way of thinking over there like yeah. driving there is a skill whereas yeah. here we use it as like a Oh, everybody can do it. Whereas, you know, like especially if you're learning stick shift, and you have to learn how to, at least in Italy, my cousins told me like like the testing is very difficult because you have to learn how to park your car on an uphill in yeah. a stick shift car, and like there's a specific way of doing it, and mm-hmm. like it's a it's a it's a skill there. Whereas here we treat it as a oh whatever everybody can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the same in Brazil actually. You can only start doing it once you're 18, which is um. It makes sense for me because you know, 18 is a little bit like you're a little bit older, and right. I don't get how 16-year-old children are allowed to drive cars around here, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's so it's so tough. Um, yeah, do stay away from the streets if you live. Around. I feel really bad, you know, because I'm I'm learning on a manual, so which, which is tears. difficult. It's so hard. I can't get the gears right. And I keep stalling the car. And suddenly, like, I have a queue of 10 cars behind me, 10 cars waiting for me to go, and I can't get the car to start. It's so frustrating. But just think how great you're going to be at
1: driving once you get it all done. Like, you're going to be really good (laughs) at it.
0: It's even more frustrating when people look at me and say, really? But it's so easy. I'm like bitch this is it for you you've been driving for 20 years i'm still learning so. so now
1: you know how your clients feel when you say just eat your protein and vegetables it's i know
0: exactly it's easy just you know get on the calorie deficit move more eat less move more oh, it's but as we were talking
1: before good. off air how fucked up people are
0: I know, exactly. Yeah, can we stop with the whole it's easy? and You're never going to hear from someone who lost over 50 pounds that it was easy, that you can just eat less and move more. It doesn't work like that. There is a lot more going on behind it yeah so yeah i don't feel confident behind the wheel but i know that this is something that will come with time uh it's something that uh, the more i practice the more i learn the skill the more it will come i don't expect to be confident in something that i don't know yet
1: of course that's common sense right
0: yeah exactly and i think this comes to like when we're talking about confidence in different areas of our lives for example at work you know you're Hardly ever going to apply for a job that you think you don't have the skills for, or if you do, fair play, well done. But I guess then, like you said, is being able to act like you have the confidence, you know, in a job interview or something like that. You might not be feeling your best, but believing that you are able to present the skills that you do have, and then showing that in your body language and just being able to pass that across to other people is an important skill that can be learned and practiced as well.
1: Mm Do you know that I've never had a formal interview? Really? I I, I think I've only had like one interview in my life, and it was for... Uh, the gym I worked at prior to opening up my business in two thousand and nine. Yeah. But it wasn't really an interview. I didn't like I just made them laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And they hired me. But it but it wasn't like um it wasn't like a you know like a legit company where they had like three yeah. HR people there asking I didn't yeah, I didn't prepare anything. for it. So like I've never physically had an interview and I don't even know how I would do, but yeah. I would imagine that with all the experience that I have running a business I probably have enough
0: yeah. stories and think- skills. In our job is good because you learn how to like different people, how to approach different people and talk to different people. So it's kind of like, I love interviews. I'm actually, I think I'm good at it because I just go, To the person like asking the person things about them or asking things back being a like an active listener and i did drama classes before and Mm i i'm a big believer that that helped me loads you know
1: yeah because it allows you to find your voice and express yourself without having to feel
0: exactly yeah or you know have you seen that meme of uh i think it's rihanna saying like somebody asked her what do you do when you don't feel confident when you don't feel when your self-esteem is low and she goes I pretend
1: so, I never, seen, I've never, seen them, I've never seen I
0: guess there's yeah. one way of doing it you, you just blank your way around it
1: now do you believe in the fake it till you make it
0: up to a certain point obviously with real life skills you can't fake until you make it being a doctor or something like that yeah but at the beginning when you're learning I think yes like if you're in a new job where you know you have the skills but you obviously in a new environment is always hard to arrive and be confident instantly you know because you're feeling like what the environment is like what the people around you are like what the job wants from you so I think at the start you can make it to a certain point if you fake it but past that certain point then you need to learn your shit.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. it's easy to fake it when you're on social media but when it comes to actual real world skills I don't yeah. think you can fake it. Yeah. You know? is- and even even online like like you can fake it up to a certain point but yeah. if you're still shit I mean like and you see that a lot in the uh, fitness space right like how many how many people that found success themselves with dieting and exercise? that now want to become a coach and a, like they call themselves lifestyle coaches and whatever coach it's like, man, like, I don't know. It, it's-, it's
0: some way too easy because everybody has a voice now and, you know, uh, many people are there to listen to it, but not many people know how to filter what they are listening to or what they're taking in, what information they're taking in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. And, they're, yeah and, the, and they're only using like, and most of these coaches had coaches themselves. So they're just taking what they heard from their coach and they're parroting it to their clients. And it's like, you're not, it's one thing having knowledge and like mm-hmm. having bullet points that you can talk about. Yeah. But there's another thing that, you know, if you have the experience to speak about it in a deeper level, that's where like,
0: yeah, a hundred percent. It's kind of like, like we were saying before off air as well, it's kind of like the confidence will come with the knowledge. And I'm a big believer that to be confident, you got to make yourself useful, make yourself useful for other people, make yourself helpful for other people. And the only way that you're going to do that is through knowledge and skills and learning and experiencing and things like that. So nowadays when we have so much content, so much information given out to us without us having to necessarily go after it or read or listen or watch things for us to know things we just end up with not much valuable information but lots of crap information it's a really good point if I feel like I'm not capable or whenever I felt like I wasn't capable of something is because I wasn't capable of that because I Actually, didn't know that. So the only way that I then felt able and and you know confident about that thing is because I then felt like shit, felt like I didn't know it, went after it, learned about it, experienced different things, and then went back to and say, right now I know what I'm talking about. Now we can get to it. Now I, I can put myself in this situation.
1: Well, just think about even like your studies with Prescript. Mm-hmm. Uh, you took you took level one. Yeah. Did you take level two yet? Not yet. Level two is really good, and level two was even eye opening for myself. Um, mm-hmm. It like getting into like gate cycle and ribcage mechanics, which I never really touched on in my mm-hmm. own studies. Um, so I remember taking the course the first time, and while I understood the anatomy of it all, yeah, the concepts like the compression expansion model, like those those new systems that I never really thought movement from. Mm-hmm. It took me almost a year and a half now where now I'm like, oh, like just applying it over and over and over and and talking uh, with the guys on the labs and then applying it to my Mm -hmm. own training with my own clients and seeing how that really, then I'm like, oh, now I really understand what this is. I'm not just regurgitating what Kyle Baxter says on a lab. I'm not just regurgitating what I read in a lecture. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I fully understand what this process is and how to apply it to different people. Right. So, I think and, and we spoke about this off air and you saying how like I think in doing in gaining more experience that's how you get your real confidence of wow I know what like I understand this yeah. this whole level of of whatever it is that I'm doing yeah
0: that's when you don't need to fake it to make it kind of thing is is like like you said about all the information on social media if you actually go after understanding the whys and hows like with the courses that you did and I did and etc is then being able to understand how it's applicable or when is applicable to one person and not another and not just going oh I saw on social media that this worked for that person so let's do that with you and see where that goes because you end up in that case you end up hitting a wall where you're going to be found out like people are going to know that you don't actually know what you're talking about. You're just pretending you know what you're talking about, you know. Um, and in that sense, in that same kind of page, it's okay to say that you don't know. I think that is a, is a lot better if you don't actually know something to say, I don't know, I'm going to go and look for it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, talk to my peers, talking to other people who have the knowledge and who you are willing to share the knowledge with me learn that and then come back here and teach it to you and that's in any part of life because I think it's a lot better to hear from people that they don't know than hearing a lie because well and even
1: from your even from like your own perspective how much like it's a lot less stressful when you say I don't know the answer but imagine if you're like if somebody came to you and it was something about diet so like for me example like For nutrition, I know the basics. I know, like, hey, like, these are calories. This is your macronutrient profile. This is what you should be eating from a caloric intake. But Mm -hmm. from, like, a nutritional standpoint and, like, vitamins, minerals, um, all that stuff, I don't know
0: what
1: what that shit is. So so I can't prescribe. So, like, imagine if I had to, like, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do a nutrition program for you. And I write up their whole whatever – that's more stress on me because i'm like i don't know if this is right or not and it causes more stress in your mind so i think it can even
0: be dangerous you're putting your uh profession and someone else's lives at risk so yeah yeah that's the thing and now like you see many influencers and things like that being like selling meal plans that are cookie cutters that are the same for everyone with extremely low calories and you know people just following them blindly no matter what they might be diabetic they might have an iron deficiency a vitamin d deficiency magnesium anything like that but they just follow it and expect to get results uh which brings us to confidence at the gym how did you come across exercise how did you first start like with your
1: um yeah I started when I was like 15 I was chubby fat Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get rid of my man tits
0: (laughs) so (laughs) I started
1: exercising and and, like not knowing what I was doing I was just kind of copying what other people were doing in the gym and just sort Mm of you know know what it is I just dabbled I I just I started at 15 not knowing what I was going to do like Mm -hmm. not knowing what I was doing Mm -hmm. and like every year I got better and better and better yeah, and then it just naturally grew into what I know now. But you yeah. know, like even when I first started, like I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing half the time of my career. In the yeah. sense of like, from the ages of 15 to 23, I hadn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, you're a little bit better every every year, I guess. Yeah. So I just kind of discovered it through not wanting to be fat,
0: mm-hmm. and I just yeah. did it. I guess that's the, that's the case with uh, many people when they first come across fitness and when they first come across exercise, they come from this point where they just, you know, they're maybe low in confidence or, you know, they're, they're feeling bad about themselves or feeling bad about their bodies and they just want to change it straight away or want something to take them out. Of this situation. And, you know, it can be successful, like it was with you, where you just became a passion, it became yeah. something where you found something that worked for you and you saw the changes and it was brilliant. Or that negative uh, thought can put them in the wrong side of the spectrum where they're just going to go, like we were saying, to transformations and jump in and out of diets and j- jump in and out of different modalities of exercise and then end up on the same point thinking I can't do this I'm not capable of making a change I can't you know change the way that I look and things like that I think one way that I always encourage to start making that change is to actually shift the mindset to what you can do and you know that's why Um, I love strength training especially for women as well because it takes the mindset out of only trying to be smaller, trying to be tiny, trying to you know just uh, burn calories at the gym and instead of that is focusing on how much you can lift, how much like you've progressed since last session, since a month before. These are things that you can actually see progressing and that. Confidence end up, ends up being a byproduct of that where you see that you're capable of doing it, you see that you're making changes and you see that you're being, if you are being consistent and then automatically learning new skills, confidence will come with that. Yeah. Now, most most trainers kind of go or some trainers go for the pain point, especially when trying to sell uh, their product or sell their program and things like that you shared something on your podcast that i thought it was very interesting about a mentor that you had mm-hmm. can you ch- share that yeah. with us
1: yeah you know it, but and so the whole pain point thing i'm i'm trying to reconcile that in my own um business and how i sell my programming because yes you we all have a pain point and, and that's why we buy something or that's why we uh, you know, purchase most of our stuff. There's always a pain point that we're trying to solve. Okay. For example, Oh, my toilet is dirty. I need bathroom clean. I need toilet cleaner. Right. So that's the pain point. So like that there's nothing wrong with pain points, but I think what happens when we're dealing with exercise and fitness is we're trying to prey on the vulnerable on their emotional, right? So like, if you think of most people, that are getting into fitness is probably for weight loss Mm -hmm. and that weight loss is tied to their emotional state. And when there's deep rooted emotions of insecurity and not being worth it. And, you know, um, you know, I've had many women that, you know, wanted their husbands to love them more. So they thought that exercise and getting skinny would help that like, Mm -hmm. that's like, that can play a big like issue with them mentally over time. So, um, I, I have a really hard time really praying on that. And, and I call it praying because I think a lot of these douchebag uh, marketing gurus prey on vulnerable people that um, that will pretty much do anything to get rid of that pain point. So yeah. I remember I, I had hired um, a business coach uh, to sort of help me grow my brand back when I had uh, the brick-and-mortar gym. Yeah. And like he – it started out pretty good, you know. Like we did Facebook ads, we did like you know four week challenges, but it was kind of like always towards the fat loss, like the middle aged woman fat loss, that kind of stuff, because that's what sells in.
0: It, it does, sadly, business, it does. Yeah. You no, know?
1: but I remember this one time he wanted me to start doing sales scripts on the phone, which I and I can't stand. So like, and, I, and I still can't stand like when uh, when people are like, oh, let's do the role play so that way you can learn the script. I'm like, I don't, I don't do well. In that setting, I need to like just be organic with it. So anyway, so so he wanted me to uh, essentially ask them what their goals were. And when they said, uh, I want to lose weight, I'd have to ask them, okay, like, how much weight do you want to lose? And they'd say, like, let's say 20 pounds. I was supposed to say, he goes, tell them, um, are you able to pinch that fat right now? Mm -hmm. And if they say yes, ask them to pinch it for you. And it's like, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not going to ask somebody over the phone to pinch their fat it just, it seems very
0: extreme. Yeah.
1: Like I'm sure they know that they're fat.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure that like, I'm sure they're well aware that they have, you know, weight to lose, but I think, and that's why when I see, and and I ranted about this on on my, on this week's episode of my podcast, it'll come out Mm -hmm. Thursday. I ranted about how like on my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed, I've been getting a lot of sponsored ads for uh, business coaching and the seven figure formula to get $100,000 $100,000 a month in sales, mm-hmm. and all of these programs, I assure you, are nothing but these high-ticket sales calls that get people emotionally down
0: yeah.
1: and unconfident to then mm-hmm. sell them, oh, I have the solution. Pay me yeah. ten grand for this three-month program
0: and that's why also the client retention after that nobody shows that because yeah it will work for a week or two but what are you gonna do you call them every week and say hey remember you're fat so get your ass off that chat and go work out at some point they'll be like you know what fuck you and just hang up on you so it will work maybe for a point of sales but then after that you need to change the approach because putting people down all the time is not gonna work and that's when I guess you gotta kind of like weigh what your beliefs and your values are and what sells because it is true it does sell it's easy for people to go oh yeah I feel like shit I'm gonna buy from you because you seem like you've got your shit figured out and you know they they might be buying sometimes uh, something that is not real, something that is not true, and even like for coaches going to mentors and other coaches and things like that, uh, they might be buying this idea of being you know making a million a year out of coaching and whatever because they that's what they've been sold but is that person even doing it like is that person the person you want to mirror your cell on you don't know you don't know what the truth is so well, and,
1: and i when i even said that in my podcast episode i'm like you know they're they're claiming that they've had a previous fitness business that was making six or seven figures a year mm-hmm. and now they want to sell their knowledge to you so that they can show you how to do it i'm like I was making seven figures a year in my fitness business, Yeah, I'd be happy. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because I'm making seven figures. Exactly. But I'm like, oh, or are they making their seven figures now selling you the insecure, vulnerable coach who thinks that they can get seven figures and they, and, and some of these programs are $50,000 a year. It's like, yeah, that's mental.
0: They're,
1: they're, they're making money off of you, not off yeah. of what they, you know what I mean? So it's like. There's, I also had another sponsored ad. I'm going on a tangent, but I don't care. I saw this one guy, um, big following online and his ad was specifically saying this, Hey, do you like working out? Did you find success with your workouts and your fitness? Uh, You can be now become an online coach. And he goes, the best thing of that is you don't even need to know uh, how to, uh, how to train. You don't even need a certification. And I'm just like, Okay, now every, here, that let's just make everybody ruining
0: our reputation all together.
1: Like, beautiful. I'm like, this is why you have all these middle-aged women that don't know what the anyways.
0: Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. I completely get that. And it is infuriating because then we all end up getting lost in that same pot, like the good ones in the bad yeah. ones. How do we differentiate ourselves? Um that's the real question, but yeah, um, That just got me so sad. Awful. Uh, Okay, no, we come back. Yeah, I guess it's like you said, even then, it's like those mentors and those coaches are making the most of a situation where they see that you don't feel confident with your sales knowledge, with your marketing skills, and then they want to sell you that the idea that they have the knowledge that they will hand it out to you so you don't have to go and do the work yourself. You don't have to go and look for it yourself. The best way to figure it out is actually just go after it, go after the knowledge, figure it out for yourself what works and what also matches your belief. But the only way that you're going to do that is by fading a couple of times, maybe missing a couple of sales. Maybe, you know, oh, I've I've had six no's. What am I going to do different for next time? What if I change this wording? What if I say that instead of this? And what if I, you know, these things where you don't have to go one way or another. You don't have to go the mentor way or no way. You can go after the information yourself. That takes Obviously, it takes time, but that's with anything else, like learning a new language, or even learning how to lift properly, learning how to have confidence at the gym. The only way you're gonna do that if is, is if you keep showing up, and you know, every time recording your movement, then send, maybe sending that to your coach or looking back. I need to improve on this. I need to improve on that. How am I gonna improve on this? And just keep. Going consistency, consistency, consistency will bring the confidence as a byproduct of that. Not just suddenly you're confident.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I I have nothing to add to that because I I agree with all of that.
0: I think we, in confidence, we tend to let other people dictate our confidence. We rely very much on external factors to give us our value, in terms of, for example. Uh, a footballer or an athlete will definitely feel confident if they have sponsors or, you know, a team paying them lots of money for them to play, then that's how they know they're good. But you can have someone that is just as good playing in a favela in Brazil, but, you know, they don't have that sponsorship. They don't have all that money. Therefore, they don't have the credit that they deserve or they don't give themselves the credit or they
1: don't have the um what's the word um they don't have the eyes on them to even exactly. know that they're even there so funny story about that tangent again there is a footballer i'm going to use your your terminology because we're in the uk time right now so there, there's a footballer that plays for ac milan who's then that's my, my that's my all-time favorite team yeah. his name is uh, junior messias he's from brazil
0: mm-hmm.
1: and at the age of like i think 17 or 18 he wasn't playing professional football at all. He was a bricklayer and mm. somehow I forget what the full story is, but for somehow um, he was playing in like the, in, in like just there for fun with his friends. Mm-hmm. He got sought after by AC Milan and now he's playing professional football for one of the best football teams in the world. So it's like, you know, like here's this like bricklayer who yeah. just played for fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Just did his thing. And then he was found. Not everybody has that opportunity. Right. But it's funny yeah. how but, but that, that just shows you, and I'm going to go on a tangent and we can go back on to what your agenda is, but yeah. I think this is a good point. Um, and I'm about to forget it. Shit. So it's like, oh yeah. yeah. So what, when we're dealing with confidence, I always equate it to this. Uh, I, I always say, just do you. Because if you're, we, we've all been there, because I've been there many times. Whether it's So like for example, if you like someone, so if I like a girl in the past, I would try to Go out of my way to be seen, so that she would see me. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, if I wanna, if I wanna be part of a group of friends or a group of whatever, I'm gonna try to like pretend to do stuff to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And that never works. In fact, it it works against you because you will be like, this guy's a this guy's a loser. He's he's trying too hard. He's a try hard. Whereas if you just stay focused on yourself and do you and put your best foot forward, you're going to be seen and noticed by the right people. Yeah. So like that story of the footballer who was a bricklayer in Brazil, like he was doing his thing and he was seen. And so when people try too hard to be something that they're not, it comes across as a little bit cringe and it's like, I don't want to be part of that. So yeah. like, like the whole confidence thing is just do you Yeah. and, and the right people are going to see you
0: exactly that's that's a very good point and also more than that as well is keep going after it no matter what if you have the people cheering you up or if you don't have the people cheering you up if you have that external validation or not because it's easy for example for marathon runners or athletes to do their thing when there is thousands of people cheering them yeah. the entire way through now they didn't get there out of nowhere they got there from every day getting up and practicing day in day out with when nobody else was looking so having that inner awareness and instead of waiting for external factors for a job to place a value on you or for, you know, people cheering you to place a value on you, place the value on yourself first, knowing, believing that you can do it and then go after it. And at some point, then the external motivation or the external factors will come because confidence and motivation work hand in hand but you're not always going to have motivation there with you and confidence is something that has to come from inside and not externally
1: of course yeah of course um especially when today we're like how many reels do you put out or how many content pieces you put out in hopes of getting whatever 10,000 views or whatever mm-hmm. and like you don't get it it's like do you place your your own intrinsic value off of the likes and shares you get
0: yeah exactly. and,
1: and and like i mean i've done that before where it's like oh like, like I, I put so much effort on creating this really great reel why isn't it getting the views yeah. that i want and then like you're you're doing it for the wrong reason so yeah. i think yeah like you're totally right like you got to go through the process because it's it's within you not from validation outside
0: and is that want of immediate um outcomes as well not everything. In fact, very little things that are worth a good value are going to come easily or are going to come quick. You know, things take time to build up and, yeah. and even skills take time to be learned and, you know, recognition from, or like you said, with the reels and things like that, building in social media, that will take time like over a year, two years, three years until you actually start making money out of that unless obviously you go on a ridiculous reality show and we'll leave that behind yeah Um, <laughs> but things take time and effort and so I think in order to have confidence you need to add to things you need to add to your team at work you need to add to uh, value to your family you need to add value to your community and go after adding that value because that's going to make you feel good and that's going to provide you with the confidence of like yes I am needed yes I have the knowledge to provide to other people and I can help other people with what I know at the gym or talking about body confidence I guess you're only gonna achieve that if you keep on going and you know if you need you don't need that to validate yourself you can find that validation in other things other modalities if that's not with if the body uh, confidence and quote unquote body confidence is not working for you then find that in other ways so for example in ways that are more achievable in ways that you can see the progress in ways that you actually enjoy going to the gym, not that you see it as punishment for being a quote unquote bad person. Yeah.
1: It's funny. So uh, another story about, um, confidence in the gym. I recently had a story with a client about this and I've had a client now who's been with me for three years Mm -hmm. or just, yeah, going on, going on four years, I think, but she started her fitness, um, from scratch with me at my like my private gym so like Mm -hmm. class-based setting and and one-on-one personal training she's never been in an actual commercial gym ever in her life Mm -hmm. it's just been mine so she got her confidence through being with me and always having my guidance with her yeah so when I shut down my gym last month she was uh, she was kind of um, fearful of going to a commercial gym to do my programming right. because she's never stepped foot. And, and in her eyes, it was, I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. I'm not that person. I don't go to the gym like everybody else does. Yeah. Everyone's going to look at me. And so I spent like about two to three weeks with her on those sessions just to kind of like be with her and show her, you know, what machines were what and, and just how to navigate the gym cause I knew she could do it. She just had to believe it herself. And so then once she got out of that fear mode, she's like, okay, I can do this because then she realized the fear was in her mind, not necessarily in real life. Because as we know, as you know, most people don't know what the fuck they're doing in the gym anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I always say how like people are more concerned with how they look to even yeah. make fun of you. So, you know, and, and she kind of broke through that barrier, but it took a while for her to push past that yeah. because Um, it's just, it's fear, right? Just like when you drive, right? Like when you're learning how to drive, it's like, man, I have to go through that barrier.
0: That is so common because the gym can be intimidating for someone that has, that is not familiar with everything around that. And sometimes even like you go to a gym that you see some equipment that you like, fuck is that I haven't seen that before and you know but uh you don't have to know everything straight away you know and that's why I I always say that in in order to build that confidence and make the gym a little bit less intimidating for you go first go with a plan find a program things that I've written down that actually you know that you know Mm-hmm. What to do next, and not that's something that you go there and you have to think, or oh, what do I do now? Content with both cell programs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, finding a program is one way of getting rid of that. Second is making little goals, not huge tasks, just every time you go to the gym have a small task. For example, you know, I'm just going to go and try out that equipment that I never tried before. And it doesn't matter. I might just do 10 reps there. I might, you know, I just want to see what it's like and work it out myself. And, you know, if if you get it wrong, you will realize that nobody else gives a shit. Nobody else is looking at you. And uh, it's just getting, getting rid of that first step. And then Every time you go and add something to that, rather than trying to break through big set points from the first time you go already. This is very common, having people that feel intimidated even to go to the gym, especially sometimes people who are overweight, going to a commercial gym, thinking that people are going to be looking at them. Actually, nobody is looking. If anything, you are very much welcome in that place.
1: Yeah. I had a similar situation uh, myself at this commercial gym uh, cuz I'm I'm used to filming my workouts in my own gym where nobody's there. Yeah. So so the so I ha- so I brought my like my big tripod, my big camera and I'm like fuck, I got to like I'm like people are going to look at me as if I'm a weirdo, right? Mm-hmm. And then oh God, cool. and that was kind of hesitant. Then, then I just took it out, I set up my tripod and and then I'm like, "Oh, it's not so bad." I'm I'm like this is my livelihood it's my job. Like I need to do this. So like, fuck it. So that, and, and now I'm like, I don't care if it's a busy gym or not. I'm just going to take out my camera because that's what I got to do. And I, I don't, I don't care, but, but it's that, it's that, it's that hurl. It's what you tell yourself in your mind that stops yeah, yeah. you from doing it. it. It's not the actual thing. It's just what you, it's, it's, it's your fear mechanism that tells you don't do exactly. it. Exactly.
0: You know? Yeah. I still, I still have that mental barrier sometimes when I take my phone out and I'm about to record something and then I'm like, I think in my mind, I always go to like, what's the worst that can that can happen here? No. Okay, someone comes to me and say, Oh, you're recording your sets? I'll be like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but-
0: I know exactly why. I can tell them why. And the worst that can happen is they're gonna start recording then their sets too which they should everybody should be doing yeah. it you know because the last thing you want to do is going on an RDL and looking to the side to check yourself out in the mirror that's not I great.
1: i know i know I'd, I'd rather see myself with a camera than having to be the person that is doing a deadlift and it's looking at the mirror
0: yeah, well, yeah it's yeah. like no man it's just like oh look just... at that flex yeah 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 so um i think do you have anything else to add on confidence
1: I can add, I can talk all day about this, but no, we're gonna stop it there because yeah. it's gonna it's be a long podcast. we went on
0: many different roads, yeah. but we got there in the end. We got yep. there. The For me, the takeaways from this is. Find confidence within yourself. The only way that you're going to do that is by practicing, because like everything else, confidence is something that needs to be practiced. Learning new skills, going after new knowledge, because knowledge is freeing, knowledge is liberating, and you can't fake it until you make it all the way. You need to actually learn the skills. It's kind of like, did we even get to talk about imposter syndrome? Did we? Yeah, I think.
1: No, we- no, but we can we can touch on it because we we kind of hinted at it through some of the stuff. Yeah,
0: because but- I think it goes hand in hand, like with the, what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm I don't believe in imposter syndrome. I believe, like I said, that if you feel like you're not capable, it's probably because you're not capable, and the only way to solve that is by going after the knowledge. Yeah,
1: like so, I I, I don't have imposter syndrome. So, for example. I'm, I haven't gone to school for marketing and branding. Mm. I don't have a degree in that. I don't even have any experience with other companies other than myself. Mm. But I'm, I, I know what I need to do for branding and marketing. So I don't have imposter syndrome because I can, I can talk branding with an actual brand expert and still mm. be toe-to-toe with them on, on that stuff. So I don't, but let's say somebody asks me to build a house. I I have no skills in building a house or knowing where to start. So I'd probably be like, this is not like, I can't do this. Right. So I think imposter syndrome is just means that you don't have the skills necessary to do it.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like, you knowing that all the things about branding and marketing and stuff like that, but wanting to sell your services on that or make value out of that. It's like, you know, for yourself, but you don't have the qualifications needed to, you know, That product, so sell that as a product to someone. Yes, you're right. Then maybe you wouldn't feel confident telling this person what to do because you haven't been through the process of learning for others, just for yourself.
1: That's a really good point. Whereas with exercise, because I've been doing it for 16, 17 years now, coaching other people, yeah. I know I pretty much know all the different situations that are gonna arise that somebody who just um, read a magazine or looks on YouTube wouldn't know. And so my confidence level on prescribing exercise for a specific reason to somebody is mm-hmm. so high that yeah. I don't really need to care about it. It's just, it's within me. Right. So that's yeah, yeah. a really good point.
0: And that's right. the learning and improving your knowledge all the time is yeah. necessary as well. Um, right. Uh, I think this is it be, be an addition to other people and to yourself and you know even if it's challenging even if you don't feel motivated at times think about the bigger picture what it feels like to actually achieve something what it feels like to be needed and to be useful that will bring your confidence up that will you know you got to work on your confidence like you work on anything any other skills in your life. Of
1: course of course
0: all right plug your socials and things like that Yeah,
1: you can find me uh, on instagram uh, common underscore original c-o-m-m-x-n underscore original or common.com and you can figure out what i do on that website
0: and i'm on instagram you can find me through um at m-a-n-u-p-o-z-o all right thank you very much for listening everyone and have a good week we'll catch up next week
1: peace